2: This NBA Eastern Conference Finals Game 7 edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgambling slash edge to get started today.
1: Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby.
2: shine box. Welcome everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean, second the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money Kramer. What's happening, Kram?
3: Dog. Oh, emergency pop in the middle of a great holiday. You know I'm a big holiday guy, Sean. I no, love holidays. I, I, I love taking time away, <laughs> spending it with the family. Been down, you know, a little, little uh, mildly competitive soccer tournament Ooh. down in Orange County, no big deal. Head Mild, n- head, mildly head on to the, po- the, the the playoffs tomorrow, as the Americans would call it. Ryan, top we, of the table. We are
2: here talking playoffs, doing it on a Sunday night. There are no days off here at SGPN. I know those corporate gambling mm. content people probably taking the oh, hey, it's a three day weekend. Not you know when the, you got a game seven.
3: Right? You know what the algorithm tells you? People what? don't listen to podcasts on Monday. You know why? Trying to keep us at home, trying to <laughs> trick you to stay at home. That that's all. We're getting it is. our work in. We're putting our
2: plates up. Mad. Last time I
3: checked, I don't listen to the computer, Sean.
2: <laughs> no, we. I'm a human. We're a uh, we're an analog organization at heart. We got a lot to get to. One ranting, raving about oh. Game Six, giving our picks out for Game Seven. Uh, before we do that, and before we bring on our guests uh, Scott and off, I think it is a uh, good time for this week's edition of Days of Our League. Like sands through
3: the hourglass. So are the days of our lead.
2: The NBA <laughs> has opened an investigation into referee Eric Lewis over his alleged burner account on Twitter. Apparently, it became suspicious when there was one user who kept defending the referee, Eric Lewis. Also, he's a huge okay. Celtics fan. And his wife is the interim head coach of George Mason. He follows five accounts, one of which is George Mason's women's basketball. These guys need a class on like how to properly operate a burner.
3: Well, for yeah, with
2: AI, you guys, it's not that hard. (laughs) His replies are so great. It's just like it's uh, Eddie. He just must search in Twitter, Eric Lewis, and go and just like go after these people that are criticizing uh,
3: the refs. I, I mean always embarrassing when you get caught with a burner. Yeah. But especially when you're an old guy,
2: <laughs> right? Well, I, I mean, sometimes it's for, I mean, do yes, you have a burners? Always- you have burners? Do I? Yeah.
3: I feel no. like there's a deeper burner conversation to be had. I don't have burners. No. No, we I'm, have not h- of, I'm
2: not hiding from anything. Yeah.
3: First of all, second of all, we have a lot of company accounts that yeah. I don't know what they're up to.
2: <laughs> yeah, they might follow some uh, some things that. But know, the
3: idea that you would need an anonymous account to talk to people, <laughs> like to yell back on the internet, clap back. The, May- I maybe mean, not. The Kevin
2: a... Durant one is the funniest. I love that. Like he thought, like, oh, I'm going to change people's minds about me uh, ring chasing by replying to <laughs> one comment at a time. It's like We're... no, people just go like, who's this? Psycho defending Durant. Obviously, mm. he wanted to play on a really good team.
3: We're so far uh, out of touch with some of these kids.
2: We we are super old. Hey, uh, we're going to talk hoops here in a second. Before we do that, shout out to Edge Boost have you signed up for edge boost. If not, you're missing out again. Edge boost is the world's first bet. Now pay later visa card. What's better than that. Again, edge boost. Uh, they break it up for equal payments, 0% interest again, on, pulling back the curtain. When EdgeBoost came to us, they go, Hey, we want to sponsor the show. I go, what is it? They go, Oh, it's bet. Now pay later. I go, Oh, there you guys are raking these guys over the coal, right? You, oh, Hey, that's when the, that's when the juice comes in. That's where you get them. No 0% interest. All you got to do, deposit the funds Edge Boost will match it again. So essentially, you got a great opportunity to double down on your favorite bet. Go to podcast.com slash edge to sign up today. Up to twenty five hundred dollars you can add to your bankroll. Sportsgamemagcasts.com/slash edge must be twenty one years or older to use. But only valid in legal gambling states. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. True story. When that when the
3: we first made contact with Edge Boost, Sean's response via email was just a link to this. 0,
2: point zero. <laughs> Oh man That was the
3: negotiation. There I love
2: go. that uh courtesy of Animal House. A chat is lit. What's up, guys? YouTube.com slash sports gambling podcast. That subscribe button. All right, here we go. Joining us on the line from the NBA gambling podcast. You know him, you love them. Moon off the machine. Manji, what's happening, Moon off?
1: No, I had the option of either feeding my child and changing a mm-hmm. diaper, coming on and talking about Game Seven with you guys, but here we are. And since you were talking about Eric Lewis, I did a quick query: thirteen and five when he's uh, officiating the Boston Celtics oh, man. during the regular season. That's a coincidence. That's a nothing <laughs> to see there.
2: Keep he kept yelling at people. Keep promoting your false narrative. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so great. Uh, moonoff, you are one of the uh, I probably the only uh, Boston Red Sox fan I like. Uh, you and hmm. you and Boston Capper. shout out to Capper. Uh, he real quick side note Capper had a real big health scare over the weekend or uh, yep. yeah a c- couple of days ago. He's doing good. Um, but now they have this game seven in Boston. Over under the number of 2004 Red Sox players we'll expect to see at this game.
1: Oh. I feel like Ooh. it's uh,
2: you got to set the line at least oh. like three and a half, right?
1: That was that was exact number I had in my head. Three and a half. <laughs> I think David Ortiz will be in attendance. Oh god, oh, definitely. Throw in like Johnny Damon maybe in there. I don't think he was on that team, but Kevin Youkilis, Dave oh. Roberts won't be there. But yeah, three and a half is a good number.
2: Uh, joining us as well from the NBA Gambling Podcast, Mister Scott Reichel. Scott, you had the Celtics in seven. I assume this is how you had it shaking out. Heat win the first three. Boston <laughs> wins the next four. Right?
0: Ah, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, only if Boston wins Game Seven, though, because if they lose <laughs> Game Seven, then all my predictions are still wrong. But I said on the podcast today. That basically what I thought would happen in the series happened. If you hit the randomizer button for the six games, because <laughs> if you ignore the three, nothing and the three, Oh, comeback, Everything I said that would play out between these two teams has played out between these two teams. I said that Boston should win this in five. They're the much better team. They're terribly coached. And Miami was going to find a way to steal a couple of games. And now we're in game seven because Boston blew a couple of games. They should have won. And they probably should have won the series in five. That's kind of how it played out. But Boston ended up winning game six. By the way, uh Munaf, Damon was on that 4 team. There you because go. Because the Yankees fan, he hit the grand slam in game seven. Yes, so Damon was on that team. I had a fun little uh question in my head though. I saw the Guardians are playing against the Orioles on Monday. <laughs> how much money does Frank Kona need to get paid to not show up for the baseball game?
2: <laughs> <laughs> what is what is the number, right?
0: Oh uh, man, I, I was just kind of wondering. He's not like, is there, What do you think Boston? is the figure that he needs?
1: <laughs> uh, maybe one paycheck, uh, if one game paycheck. I think it will be it's, fine. It's him. also it's, it's 162 game season. Yeah, come you can on. miss one.
2: They're not going to miss oh. him, man. We, we got to talk about Game Six. What a! I, I think Game Six Moon off. I think was also on Heat and Six. I was on Heat and Six. Kramer. I know you were on the Heat, but did you have Heat uh, and Six? As yeah, well? I had
3: fucking Heat and
2: Six. And we all had over five and a half nah, so that cash, nah. but. You know what? This
3: is not the player's fault. This isn't the coach's fault. This is fucking Stan Van Gundy's. Fault. Oh my! You're right because Stan. You Van... fucking mush. <laughs> oh, that's no good. <laughs> Fuck you, bro. And not only that, I. would premonition were, to say, were, I watch
2: go. the inbounder because he's going to be relevant <laughs> in the fucking play. When I I had this moment where I go live. That looked good, and then Stan oh, Van Gundy good. goes, "I don't think that's good." I go, "Oh, thank God, thank God, it's <laughs> not good." And then you replay it, and it's clearly good. Fuck Van yeah. Gundy, you're killing me. Everyone, I'm sure, has seen the. Wait, why did they add an extra 0.9 seconds? Now uh, the NBA claimed that it was a uh, it was a correct call. Uh-huh. <laughs> Again, mm-hmm. um, there were some the. There were some really bad calls. I mean like that four what ended up being a four-point play, that was horrible. That certainly wasn't the the calls I wouldn't say was the reason they lost the game. I mean, Butler and Bam struggling so much offensively <sighs> probably what killed them. But the one play that drove me so fucking crazy was when Jimmy Butler went up driving to the hoop with the ball in his hands and he bumped the uh the Celtics defender and they called an offensive foul. Oh, that was horrible. I understand yeah. if you're like wildly swinging your elbows, but you're 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 holding the ball. You're taking it to the hoop. That's your job. Well, how can you, off? How can you call that an offensive foul? That was the one that drove me crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean there was a lot of questionable calls, especially in that fourth quarter. Um, I'm with you. I mean, I it didn't make sense to me because the player needs space to go up and, and take the shot, right? Like if somebody's chin is like underneath your arm or whatever you, however you want to describe it. The offensive player should have room to make a basketball move, and I guess it was deemed an offensive foul. I think what drove me even more crazy was that they went to Jake to upgrade it to a flagrant, and oh yeah, I think God. that that yeah, that really, that, I think that would that basket would have gave him the lead. I know it, they regained it on and it was a, and it was three. a momentum thing because it, Jimmy Butler it was a college. I mean, he's he trying to cook. He was trying to cook because he was having a. Bad three and a half quarters.
2: Jimmy Butler like wasn't looking to score. He he closed out strong, but for a while there he looked like you know, maybe BJ Armstrong's uh uh lost child. I, you right? know, did I was we did say, we jinx the Heat and Jimmy yes, Butler? 100 okay. percent
3: Uh I was I was dan I was dancing on the fact that I had Jimmy <laughs> we, Butler 18 really to one MVP nuts. in the finals. We really went
2: nuts. We really but, did. Uh
3: maybe, I mean, to your point about BJ Armstrong, I uh, maybe we got to walk back this
2: Michael Jordan <laughs> talk because
3: that man was passing way too much he was playing like a little, uh, yeah. little bitch and uh there's yeah. some
2: small dog ah, energy ah. but he closed it out strong getting that getting uh drawing the three fouls hitting all three like his his drive to the layup he he really did put the team on his back um <laughs> Scott getting over to you you tweeted out an insane <laughs> a screenshot of an insane parlay it was uh Forty-five to one. <laughs> yes, the Boston Celtics versus Miami Heat buzzer beater in the series. You then parlayed that with Nikola Jokic three-point uh, to make a field goal at the end of any quarter as time expires. No chance of opponent to inbound. It looks like you're going to win forty-seven thousand dollars if this happens. <laughs> walk <laughs> us through this
0: insane parlay. Yeah, I'll walk you through it simply. It's not mine. I just found it on Twitter. So I just thought I should relay the uh, information there. It wasn't so. mine. I, I I didn't realize I was misleading that many people. I just saw it on Twitter and I was basically saying like, what the hell is this? So I was kind of just showing it off to really ask how people come up with this stuff, but no, it wasn't mine. It was a, it was a free bet. So props to that person, whoever it is. Once again, you still need Jokic to hit a three pointer at any quarter. It's actually not yeah. even a game winning three pointer. But it's not mine. So if you thought so, it was, apologies there. But I saw it. No, and- you
2: you did you did tweet out what the hell is this? But I thought it yeah. meant it as like you forgot about it. And you stumbled upon this. Yeah. Like, what three no. One, three no. things.
0: Three things. Sorry One,
3: if I misled anybody. That is not. No, mine. no, it's funny. One absolutely, I believe that Scott could have made a parlay yeah. uh, and it's forgotten parlay about scientist. it, and it been absolutely bonkers <laughs> yes. like this too. It felt uh, free, like a Scott Parlay. Yeah, Scott had your uh, Scott up. is absolutely the kind of guy that <laughs> rations his free play for things that pay out forty seven thousand a one. And three, the tweet, Sean, I think more it's like one of those iron workers, mm. right? They they craft their own iron work, but then they might also see another iron worker and want to promote the craft. <laughs> and it was just Scott just promoting tradesmen. the craft.
0: Yeah. The way that I remember it was that DraftKings <laughs> itself. Initially made the post, but oh, they, I something on the lines with like some I emojis, and they were trying to share it. And I wanted to retweet it, but DraftKings is limiting my actions, so I didn't want to give DraftKings any like <laughs> complicity. So I decided to just steal the picture. And I ended up posting it myself, right? Uh, uh, make sure we bleep out these, uh, those references uh, yeah. that Scott made uh, to, uh, to uh, honor Scott. Honestly, the- you can keep it in if you want to, cause I'm roasting them cause they limit all my action. So I didn't no. want to give him any credit. I don't as recommend GPN using them as if a free but whatever.
3: No, that's fine. Sure. I like it bleeps are funny.
2: Yeah, bleeps are funny. All right, so that was not your parlay, but again, it had it, we had us thinking about Scott here. It was too but, crazy not to share, to be honest. But now, Scott, uh, I would like your take on this. Who do you think has more pressure on them in Game Seven? Obviously, Game Six it was all about Miami. Like, hey, you got to close it at home. You got to close it out at home. You gotta close it out at home. I, in some ways, it's weird where it's almost. It's almost now all the pressure on Boston because hmm. it's Game Seven at their home court. The Heat felt like they've already lost the series, but again, but then also the Heat do have the pressure. No one wants to be that team that is now you know for the uh, the up three zero to be one and one fifty. No one wants to be that team, so they they still have some of that pressure. But it
3: strangely, feels like it's not a must win. Well, no, I, I disagree with you. It feels like it's not a must win for the Celtics. It is for the
2: Heat. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I I see. You could build a case, I think, for both. Scott, who has more pressure going into Game Seven? I'm
0: oh, sorry, I, I liked out there. Uh, just to answer your question, am I back? Just yeah. You're back. Yep. Yep. Okay. Cool. Uh, so, just to make, just to uh, touch upon your question, I think most people would say Miami because once again, the historical pressure is there, and they have a chance to do something that has never been done before in a negative way. So, I do think that Miami would be ma- most people's answer. I would actually lean to Boston here uh, just because of the fact that I feel like everyone is already penciling them in to win game 7 and it's kind of the exact thing that we saw with the heat. Now the heat it's a bit different because Boston rolled over in game 3 and a lot of people including myself thought that Boston might be showing up for a funeral in game 4. I didn't think they were going to actually show up intensity-wise especially when things didn't maybe go that well um a little bit early on in that game and then they ended up waking up and you know that worked itself out but The point is, I do think that now you're looking at Miami, just to remind everybody, they were an eight seed. I don't think anybody thought they were going to even be at this point where they were one game away from the NBA finals. You could also argue that with them being uh, potentially hosed by the refs and having the insane uh, finish in game six, that some people might be thinking that Miami you know, gave it their best shot. They got no chance to win game seven. So once again, they're already writing off the heat. Yeah. I think if I had to go with who the pressure is mostly on right now, it probably would be Miami if I had to answer it. But I think it's closer than people think because Boston we've seen time and time again, even though they are pulling off this insane comeback and they're in the process of it, a reminder, they were what? Like minus 500 to win the series. Yeah. Minus like something like that. Like most people didn't give Miami a chance to win the series in the first place. So the main reason why I'm going to say Miami is because of the unprecedented historical context, but based on what we know going into the series, I'm sure most people didn't even think Miami was going to win three games in the first place. Yeah,
2: no, I mean, they were 65 to one, I think to win the East, they were like plus 400 plus 420 to win this series. And you talk about historic. The Celtics are the fourth team to force a game seven. Obviously, all three other previous occurrences lost. Uh, 1951 NBA Finals, Knicks forced a game seven versus the Rochester Royals. Mm. That was actually uh, Colby's last uh, NBA game he watched, right?
3: Rochester coming up a lot lately. I was actually pulling up a random uh, Red Sox from that year to call out. Jason Veritek would have been the one I called oh, out. Oh, great, for, gritty for motherfucker! He's from Rochester, Michigan. So uh,
2: nuggets forced game seven versus the Jazz in the West semifinals in 2003 in the first round, Blazers forced a Game Seven uh, versus the Mavs. So yeah, it is. It's kind of crazy that they that they even got it back to 3-0. It's it's not it's crazy. It, it, it's annoying. Moon off. I, I don't think I'm going to be able to ever like go on the internet again. No. With all these Boston it's fucking chowderheads. W- I mean, this is the last thing Ugh. this sports town needs. what do what do you think would happen if Boston pulls this off? Because it just feels like the Boston fans are insufferable. This was a great teaching moment to humiliate them. Will they, will they be humbled if they lose game seven or will they still try and tout the fact that, Hey, we were down uh, 0 three. We came back. Uh, Yeah, sure. We lost game seven, but give it up to those guys. What do you think the narrative will be for Celtics fans?
1: If I was a Celtics fan. I'd be ashamed. Like <laughs> you're the number two seed. You yeah, were the You're on. Number one seed for most of the regular season. Um, And you're, and Scott has mentioned this multiple times on the NBA pod that you're facing an eight seed that was pretty terrible <laughs> during the regular season. And they were in the play in tournament. They got in as the eight seed and you're, you were down three games to nothing when you were supposed to be a or I don't want to say one of the favorites, I guess, coming into the playoffs to win the NBA title. So for
0: a conference finals, they were a massive favorite. Yeah, compared to minus
1: five hundred. I mean, that's nothing to brag about. If you come back down, I know you're making history, but it's like what Owen and one fifty 150 or one fifty one something in that neighborhood. But as the, if you're a true basketball fan, as a Celtics fan, I I, I would be embarrassed. But knowing Boston fans are going to be like, oh, they're going to be pumping their chest. Hey, we came <laughs> back from three games of nothing. The way, Sean, baby. Sean,
0: just Fuck to make you. sure, you said that it's happened three times before. I'm assuming that all three teams were on the road in game seven. Oh, Bolson's probably the first team to ever host a game seven in that spot, right?
2: That's a great point. i I would have to double check. The stat I read just had those uh out those those three scenarios, but you're right. I I Again, I don't remember off the top of my head how uh, what the Royals were, uh, the Rochester Royals were, nineteen fifty one. Uh, what seed? But I'm guessing they were probably. You're right. I mean, the the round one had to the Blazers had to have been uh, dogs there. Um, yeah, so you're right. I, it probably is the only one to host uh, it.
3: This is just, I mean, but what better way for Boston to celebrate <laughs> their, the beginning of two decades of the sports teams being horrible.
2: Oh, then coming great.
3: back in a meaningless conference championship game only get destroyed by the nuggets.
2: Okay okay, according that, to easy in the chat this will be the first time oh, uh the down 03 team is at yeah. home. A bunch of interesting trends out there as far as a game 7s. Since 2003, home teams in a game 7 44 and 21, not good for the heat, but more recently uh tw- since 2013, home teams in a game 7 22 and 14, but even more recent, since 2018, home teams in a game seven are nine and ten, uh, not including the bubble. Home teams in game seven since 2018 are seven and eight, and then in the last three seasons, home teams in game seven are three and five.
3: I love how the bubble was so hot. We have to eliminate <laughs> it from all. Trends. Well,
2: well, I mean, you can't really call no team was a home team. Do, in the bubble. Do, and you're, you're it's calling so, out. It's so wild when you look back at those highlights and there's oh. just the
0: fans in their zoom thing. Oh
2: my
3: God. And then so, re- some bad were, ideas were you bigger happened. fans
0: of the cardboard cutouts or the zoom thing.
3: I, the cardboard we cutouts were at least a, a decent idea. They were, yeah, It's a I, fun idea. I, you I, can I, raise some money
2: as a gambler. I enjoyed watching. Like I would just randomly pick zoom fans to watch and just see, yeah. cause <laughs> you could tell the guys and gals that were betting on it because <laughs> they'd be reacting to like a overhitting. And you could see, some people in the Zoom getting fired up a little bit, so I, I I enjoyed the live video. It was a time of
3: innovation. You're talking about a lot of trends, Sean. Yeah. You want to talk about supernatural? Oh, all right. Because this was brought to my attention by I think cousin Mush is in the chat. Yes. But apparently, shout out to cousin. And, Mush. and this is uh, per uh, Joe M- Missoula's sister Gianna Missoula's Facebook page. But apparently, Joe felt the, again, this guy's a fucking psycho, (laughs) apparently
2: the the town story alone qualifies as yeah,
3: right. But he, he felt the need to walk to work that day and on the way to work, this is like a bad, this is like a movie shot in Boston. He has to. uh, So the sister is 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 posting that Joe, her brother texted her this, that he's at a bar. So he's on the way to work. He's got to stop at a bar to do a shot. He hears two songs in the bar wagon wheel and country roads. Okay. Back to back. These are his father's favorite two songs. What happens after his stop on the way to work to get a shot, which by the way, maybe the uh, NBA can look into <laughs> guys getting, getting drunk a little pregame before work. They win the game. What, what happens on Monday, Sean game seven also Joe Missoula's dad, who is no longer with us birthday. Oh, we have supernatural forces involved here. All right, at the at the Boston formerly the Boston
2: Garden now the TD whatever the fuck situation. TD Garden, yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know how to feel about this Heat team. I'm just gonna keep blindly following them (laughs) into whatever happens. Uh, Miami Heat right now catching seven and a half total two o three and a half uh, plus two fifty on the money line for Heat culture. Scott, you have the opening, uh, opening remarks Mm. here, as far as game seven, what's
0: your take on this game? So I'm not going to fully pivot away from what I had before the series started. i had Boston in seven and I feel like they are going to win game seven. Having said that I'm not taking the points. I mean, I'm not laying the points. I'm going to take the points with Miami simply put, even though Boston was able to pull off a miracle when they blew a game, once again, they should have won easily because they were up nine with about four and a half minutes to go and then proceeded to not hit a single shot again until Derek white had the buzzer beater simply put, they still can't close games. So why would I lay three possessions with a team that can't close a game? And I know people are starting to turn on Spolstra and Butler because of the potential three, nothing choke job and people are now praising Missoula for doing a good job coaching. I think even though they almost did the exact same thing, we've been (laughs) yelling at them at doing for the entire season. Like it's amazing how results based everybody is or how results oriented our opinions are about everything. Because if Boston loses that game, Missoula probably gets fired on Twitter by thousands and thousands of people. But since they won, nobody cares. The fact that they ended up blowing a massive lead at the end, (laughs) yeah. Boston still can't close games. It's been their issue all season long. And even though you can make an argument, Missoula did a good job of keeping the team together. Apparently a top golf trip was a reason for that shout out to Horford for trying to get the whole team to go to Mm -hmm. top golf after going down (laughs) three, nothing. I don't know if you know that story or not, but that was going around Twitter earlier uh, today. Hilarious. The point is, I don't think Missoula is a good coach. You can make an argument. He's gotten better as the series has gone on, but suddenly there's a narrative going around that Missoula has been out coaching Spolstra. I don't know where that came from. Boston's just significantly more talented. The fact that Miami, even at a shot, to win game six with Butler and bam shooting a combined nine for 37 tells you how bad Missoula is as a coach Yeah, because you should win that game by 15 plus. (laughs) But either way, the point is I'm going to lean to Miami. The issue that you have with Boston is still the fact that they can't close. And this team still does a really bad job at making sure they kill their opponents. I believe in, in zombie land, it's called the double tap theory. No, Uh, they don't do that. Uh, They let the other team hang around. They refuse to actually put them out of their misery. And the next thing you know, you look up, and it's a one-point game with about a minute to go. I see it being the same story here. Game seven last year was competitive. Miami had a shot to win the game. butler of course, missed that three-pointer. I see a similar story in this game. It's an ugly, low-scoring game with no rhythm whatsoever. And I think Miami does enough to cover, but not to win. But I'll put it this way. If Miami does pull this off and if Miami does end up winning game seven on the road, I will be significantly less surprised than other basketball fans. Let's put it that way, uh-huh. because I still don't trust Walls. No,
2: yeah. How could you, especially at home? Scott, the classic they're, heel. They're five and five straight up at home, and and they haven't looked particularly great in a lot of these home games. They're, I needed to hear that. They're one and two at home against uh, the Heat in this series alone.
3: Sean, this is just the script writers getting it all wrong. These games were supposed <laughs> to be alternated. Someone put the. Someone put the papers yeah, in the wrong it was order. Yeah, the, the
2: writer's assistant. It, it was like running the copies over, and they all got all out of order.
3: Three in a row. Missoula's not supposed to win three in a row.
2: I, I, I and they haven't. Uh, they did win two back-to-back home games, uh, all the way back in uh, April against the against the uh, Hawks there. But other than that, they have not won um, back-to-back home games.
0: I don't want I want to ask you guys, though, I'm, am I alone? Because a lot of people might think I'm just a Missoula hater because I'm still kind of criticizing him despite them coming back 3-0. I just feel like Boston's more talented. Yeah. And they're finally realizing that talent. But how am I supposed to praise the coach for almost blowing an unblowable game <laughs> and just because they won on a miracle putback I'm supposed to think he's a good coach now. I, I, like, did, I Am I missing something? I did
3: have a moment where the second that they're, they're showing the replay of Jimmy Butler getting fouled and I'm having the realization, Oh my God, they're going to put Jimmy Butler on the line for three free throws and cash me all this fucking money. And that's that. And they cut to Joe. They cut to Joe, and he is frantically holding the whiteboard and drawing on it. And there was this, <laughs> there was this kind of like bit where it, it almost looked like he wasn't exactly sure what he was doing. He was just scribbling all uh, over I the mean, place. What <laughs> play? What, it what was pro- he doing? The, exactly. The play the that they
0: ran. The
2: play it was, was Marcus, play. Marcus Smart. <laughs> Marcus Smart contested three. Was your play? That's what he well, deserves to be The play, to be, play, to be fair,
0: was supposed to be to Tatum. They double teamed them, and Smart decided to chuck it up as soon as he got the ball. Uh, but you look at the actual action they ran. That was one of the simplest actions to possibly stop. They had a yeah. screen for Tatum on the wing, who was supposed to come around and I guess be wide open. Even though he had thirty plus points, and he just came around the screen, but they double teamed them, and then they had no backup option. And Smart got the ball and took the thirty footer while not facing the rim, and then you had to have, you had a putback layup. But once again, people are going to be prisoners of the moment. And say to themselves, Polster, a bad coach, extremely overrated. Missoula is actually good, and no. people have been overhating him. I disagree. I, Once I mean, again, yeah. Boston could not solve a zone defense for five minutes and didn't score a basket, and they almost blew the game. And now I'm supposed to pretend that Missoula is a good coach because they won. Dun- uh, he
2: put that Heat team in a great spot to win that game, Eric Spoelstra. I mean, Duncan Robinson, just wide open, and he went long on both those shots. Twice, I mean, yeah. th- the fact that, show mm-hmm. me another coach that can keep his team in the game, considering his two superstars, Bam and Jimmy Butler. And uh, I don't even know if you consider Bam a they superstar. They went
0: nine for 37, <laughs> yeah. and they led by one point with one second left. How does it, that happen? It, it, that is coaching. It's got to be. There's it, that- by the way,
3: Duncan Robinson been known to go long off the court
2: too. So oh, really? Yeah, he's
3: got a little reputation.
2: We'll he's a Michigan man, Sean. off. how say you? What are we thinking here? Are you gonna? I, I know, fellow uh, Heat and Six guy. Can we get this win for the Heat? This plus seven and a half. Where are we at? Yeah,
1: everything I got. You guys just talked about in the last five minutes. Everything kind of went over my head because I'm trying to figure out who's going to be officiating the game tomorrow. But. <laughs> um, I, I I I'll start with this. I am I'm with Scott. I'm gonna take the points with the Miami Heat plus seven and a half because again, it's a trust factor with the Boston Celtics as well that they can't close games out. And I just think that this is gonna be one of those rock fights. Scott said, and we talked about this on the NBA pod as well, is that if you would have told me Bam and Jimmy Butler win a combined seven four, whatever the number was you would have thought that the, de- the, uh, sorry, the uh, Boston Celtics, would have won by what? 10, 15 yeah, points exactly. around that margin. I expect Jimmy Butler to be better. Um, I'm not sure what I'm going to get out of bam. I'm taking Miami plus seven and a half. And will I be surprised if they win this game outright? No, because we've seen multiple times, not during, not only during the regular season, but also in the postseason where Boston has fumbled away the lead and they've lost games outright. There were down three games to two against your Sixers, uh, Sean. So no, um, don't
2: remind me. <laughs>
1: yeah. I uh, look, I'll go seven and uh, I'll take the points with the Miami heat. Uh, but I, I do expect just because of the momentum that Boston has right now that they do win this game, uh, whether it's by around three to five points,
2: See, I'm I'm hoping that they dumped a Gatorade. This felt like a Gatorade dumping game. I mean, the guys are getting emotional. They're like, I'm just, we're just happy we can play another game. Meanwhile, no, I'm Jimmy not sure if there.
1: you saw the clip where they had like the four different angles of the reaction to mm-hmm. the tip in by Derek White. The one on the Boston Celtics, yeah, it was like a Gatorade dumping moment, and you saw Jalen Brown like. Going down the court holding up like the seven number or whatever the case might be. And but even the
0: post-game press conferences, Brown and Tatum separately had to take a moment of reflection because they yeah, couldn't believe right? what just happened. Didn't so. it feel,
1: I mean, I
2: got this feeling So that
0: you've been this
3: is your favorite thing.
2: This is my
0: favorite the thing.
3: Dump the Gatorade
2: moment. Dump the Gatorade. It felt like they thought that they won their uh, it, it did. It felt they, like they, by, they won com- by forcing the game seven, they won the series. And I think that you're going to get a super hungry, nothing to lose back against the wall. Let's get it, uh, you know, effort from this Miami heat team. Obviously I'm on Miami heat plus seven and a half. I'm going to go to the grave, just continuing to bet on the Miami heat team. Here's my theory, uh, because I'm going to bet on the heat money line again, not crazy. Cause I already got them in the series. Wow. Okay. But if that loses any money I've lost in this series, I'm going to win it all back when the nuggets just fucking destroy the Celtics, because this, This Celtics team cannot handle a talented team with a bit of heart that is well rested. That 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 is the Denver Nuggets. So they've had the. God forbid they they win this game. The Celtics they're going to get destroyed by the Nuggets.
3: You could argue that the Celtics have had the easiest path to the the championship in the history. And they keep trying to blow it. They
2: tried. They almost. I mean, they they lost two games to the to the fucking Hawks. They they let this soft this cream puff Sixers team take. Them to seven games and they got down 03. This is not a good team.
3: Reminds me of the 2007 Eagles or 17. Also, in the the post
1: game presser by coach uh, Spolstra, he said, We wish this we were at tipping game seven off tonight, but we have to wait 48 hours. So,
0: there's one of the cheesiest quotes I've ever heard, but I like this. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I mean, what I mean, like, you're you're not going to expect him to say, Oh, you know, we expected to lose this game, we're going to lose game seven. No, I think they're going to be ready to go.
0: It is odd to do
3: load management and just not like I. I know they were planning on winning the last game, but it did seem like the the Heat weren't fully committed to trying to win uh, game five. So
0: I, and game four, to be honest, after yeah. halftime in game four, it was like all right, we already won. I, so I, it felt like they were already visualizing the the champagne taste in the locker room, and they just didn't come out for the second half. I felt the same way. I'm glad you touched on it because it really looked like Miami was just. Casually going through the motions, just assuming they'd either win game six or they were pacing themselves for something. It felt weird. Now, of course, in hindsight, you probably shouldn't give a team extra life when they were on the verge of complete death. But still, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I believe in Spolstra and Jimmy Butler, but I don't want to lay three possessions with a Boston team that every time they have a double digit lead, you know, it's going to be a one possession game with about two minutes to go. They yeah, can't hold the lead. So why would I lay three possessions with this team?
3: I'm just trying to think about what, what Jay, what, like, what would it take for Jimmy Butler to look, sit, look in the mirror and be like, Jason Tatum has more dog than
2: me. <laughs> I mean, J- I, again, obviously I'm a helter, uh, hater as a, as a Sixers fan, but man, Jay Tatum, you just have these games and you completely Forget that he's even on the team. Like he didn't what was his like second half? He he keeps having these fourth quarters where he doesn't make a field goal. Like there's yeah. never a hey, end of the game, Tatum's just gonna take the ball up for these next three possessions. They're lucky
3: they have Marcus Smart. Oh, tell some. I mean, that. Marcus Smart as much Give as Give me that <laughs> fucking ball. He's John Starks on this team. I love it. The he, rash J.R. Smith re- I mean, he's got the colored hair. It's all it's all right. It makes sense. I mean,
2: I I yeah. So
3: what are we doing, Sean? We're taking the heat. Heat. Uh, are we plus sure seven about this?
2: Yes, one hundred percent. What are you going to lay seven and a half at the Celtics? That's crazy. Uh, I I
3: think there is a chance that Boston's going to celebrate coming back from being down. Like this <laughs> yes. feels a little bit like Trevor Lawrence. The difference being that they're going to get stomped in the champion. This would be a great way to just send Boston off and into losing for two decades. Mm. I I I'm kind of with Scott. I have I I also have money on the heat already. But how do you not win oh. that game? How <laughs> do you know. not box
2: out? <laughs> it was really annoying. Uh, all right. Uh, let's, let's talk a little props mood mm. uh, off Scott. Maybe give us your, your favorite prop and we can actually call this our edge boost double down play of the day. I'll, I'll kick things off oh, again. Wow. Uh, okay. Edge boost enables you to double your bet with <laughs> zero interest sports slash edge to sign up today. I'm going with uh <laughs> We're talking, <laughs>
3: Sean just rips the door open and walks through.
2: Now well, i holding it for you. Mudoff. I realized I already had the, 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 the sponsored segment thing. And then if I read it and then kicked to him, I figured I'll just get my pick out of the way. I'm going Jimmy Butler over <laughs> nine and a half rebounds. It's plus 200. Mm. He had 11 rebounds last game. There is just a, he he's just always hanging around by the rim, always grabbing those boards. He's going to keep taking it to the hole. And even if he misses a couple shots, like I, he, I swear he gets a ton of his own rebounds and putbacks and stuff like that. I think it's an easy way to rack up some rebounds. So Butler over nine and a half rebounds plus 200, double that up with edge boost. You're looking pretty
0: good. I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal each week. You're here as in conversation with business icons.
1: And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
2: Moonoff, now kicking it over to you. you, What's your favorite prop here for Game 7?
1: Um... So you know two guys for sure are gonna probably play the entire game Jimmy Butler and Bam. uh Jimmy Butler played 47 minutes in game six. I think Bam played 45. I think Caleb Martin played around 41 or 42 minutes. So at least those three guys who are playing Miami props that you probably want to look at either rebounds overs, assist overs or maybe points over for Jimmy Butler. but I think my more favorite play that's at plus 150. Derek White steals and blocks to go over two and a half. Um, we're expecting this to be a ugly defensive game. Derek White has gone over two and a half blocks and steals combined in three of the last four games for the Boston Celtics. He had three blocks and one steal in Game Six. Game Five, he fell one stat shorter Prior to that, two steals, two blocks, and then one steal, two blocks. So at plus one fifty for a guy that's done it throughout his last four games, I do like that. And the last one I'll throw out there as well. Bam rebounds is something I am looking at. Um, it's at nine and a half right now, but if you want to ladder this one up, oh yeah, ult, ladder all rebounds. Yeah, thirteen plus is at uh, plus three sixty. Fifteen plus that plus eight fifty.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, great point about this being a closeout game, and I, I mean, what Butler will play like what, like forty six minutes, something crazy. He's gonna be out last year
1: in Game Seven. He played all forty eight minutes, and then he played forty seven in Game Six. So,
0: yeah, I'd be shocked if he left the floor. say yeah. so you think going to get his I, ass I doubt? On. He gets rested at all? Spoelstra's not taking his ass. No, out. no, he's gonna
2: go go big and not go home. Well, he's gonna go home because that's where you go after yeah. you win uh, Game yeah. Seven Separate. and crush the yeah. Boston Celtics. Scotty, what do you got for us prop wise?
0: What do you like? Like so I'll go with my favorite one that I think is most likely a hit, and then I'll go with a long shot since oh, your double down play was a plus two hundred play. Uh so starting off with my favorite prop, I'm gonna go with Butler over in points at 28 yeah. and a half. I like that. Simply too. put, even though Butler shot the ball terribly in game six, he's still at 24 points because he went to the line a bunch at the end of the game and he ended up making a bunch of free throws. But he went, I believe, five for 21, and he still had 24 points. But the point is, I think he's going to shoot the ball a bunch. He's not going to come off the floor. He played 48 minutes last year at 35 points in game seven. I think he's going to get a lot of volume. And you can look at Miami supporting cast once again, Butler, who, even though he was very underwhelming for most of the game, he was pretty good in the final three minutes. So maybe some of that's going to carry over into this game. And Boston still is just letting him operate in isolation. They're not sending any doubles whatsoever. So, they might just let Butler cook and try to stop everybody else. But give me Butler over 28 and a half. It's based on volume. He's never going to leave the floor. He's going to take 20 plus shots, probably get to the line double digit times. And I think by volume alone, he's going to go over. As for my long shot play that I do like a lot for the odds, Caleb Martin, 10 plus rebounds, was plus 370. He played 15 Ooh. or it was plus 320 or 370. It was a pretty big price either way. But Martin played 41 minutes in game six. Oh. He had 15 rebounds and you can make an argument this entire series since bam's been a no show for part of it. Has Martin been their second best player in the entire series? Because 41 minutes might actually sound low for Caleb Martin. As crazy as that sounds because they need him to play roughly 45 minutes in this game. So I think you might see Martin just get a bunch of minutes, but anybody that can get 15 rebounds in the last game, and you can get 10 plus at plus 320 or whatever the price was. I think that's a bargain for a guy that might play even more in game seven than he played in game six. And the total's roughly two oh three and a half. So you're expecting a rock fight in general. I'm on Martin ten plus rebounds in the three twenty range.
3: Yeah. I mean, that is fat right uh, that I love down it. Sean, uh, cause he cause... and he and he was
2: shooting the ball well, which kept him on the court as well. I, uh, I well that, yeah, minutes great, wise, I think he's gonna be out there a bunch too.
3: Great transition because plus eight hundred. For him to have the most three
1: pointers in the game. Most Ooh. rebounds plus nine fifty. What?
2: Most rebounds is plus nine fifty?
1: For Caleb Martin, yeah.
2: Oh man. You want to hear
3: another it. fun bet? It's automatic at this point. Yeah. What have we seen Tatum do generally in the big moments? Okay. Leave a little poo on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it, need like a little d- short bat- vitality. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Do they have do they have a fourth quarter over under for a uh, point total?
3: His turnover total for this game is three and a half.
2: Oh, love the over on that.
3: He's gone over oh, that no. it, 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 he's, <laughs> he's gone over that in four out of six games. Uh, the two games he didn't go over. He had three. So I love it. Yeah. I love it.
2: So you're on over, over Tatum, Tatum three turnovers turnovers.
3: Cause much like the dog, my dog that shit all over me. I think I talked about that <laughs> yes, on the air. Yes, did. Uh, Tatum's gonna shit all over the floor. Joe Missoula's is gonna be disappointed. Get He's the rub, newspaper. Out. Rub his nose in it.
2: <laughs> Teach him a lesson. Why do you
3: think uh, Jalen Brown had the fucking mask on? <laughs> <laughs> J- Tatum- Missoula was showing him a little thing or two about pooping on the court. I uh, love it.
2: All right, let's go Heat. Hashtag Heat Culture. We can't have Boston winning. No, this, right? this it's is uh, it's just gonna fucking kill me. Sorry,
0: Scott. Yeah. Um, yeah, Scott, I'm, I'm taking the points with Miami. I'm, yes. Once again, I'm just sticking with what I thought would happen when the series yeah, started and here we are. So that's kind of why I'm I still think Boston's going to win. But I said before, if Miami wins, I would be less surprised than most people because most people are going into this game thinking Miami's got no chance to come back after what happened in game six. I don't think they're as screwed as people think they are. That's all I'm saying.
3: I want Scott. We're gonna have to have Scott back on sometime to tell us what he does on the day the, where there's no
0: sports. <laughs> what um, do yeah, I do? I sleep he, most
3: of the time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, re- a, he recharges uh, so he can do more handy. They ruined the that. entire movie. <laughs> uh, All righty. Uh, thanks to the <laughs> NBA guys. Make sure you subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast. Uh we got a uh, NBA finals contest coming oh. up, which will be exclusively on the SGPN app, hundred dollar SGPN gift card. That is coming soon. Uh toss us a nice rating review over on Apple Podcasts. Five stars over on Spotify. Thumbs up, subscribe on the YouTube, uh, follow Scott on Twitter at Rice Shell Radio. Follow Moon Off the Machine at sports Nerd 824 Thank you for participating in the sports gambling podcast for the sports gambling Podcast, I'm Sean second, the money green, and he is Ryan. And you can follow me at Kramer center Kramer let
3: it ride.